Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hey, it's Macy and Kat. We're not salespeople. We're the sales girls. Welcome to the School of Sales podcast, the podcast for women who know that making sales is absolutely necessary for you to do what you love. So let us help you not let it suck and also make some money while we're at it. Let's do this. Today, I want to talk to you about really my formula for setting and getting on the path to reaching a goal. I know it can be so easy to think about the end result and especially look at people who are at the end of their journey and try to look back to see, okay, what exactly are the steps that they took in order to get the result that they have? And while I don't think that that's a bad thing. I do know for a fact that you could literally copy and paste someone's exact journey and their exact steps, and you would get a completely different result. I know that because most people online are sharing their exact steps, steps one through 10 of how they did seven figures or $10 million, and that is juicy. That's sexy. That's like, wow, here is the answer key to the to the test of entrepreneurship. And you know that we would all be doing that if that were the exact way to do it, right? 
So if that's not the way to do it, if that's not how you get results, how do you get the results that you want of your big goal? I really want you to envision yourself as a chef and think about what a chef does to ultimately get this amazing recipe that has never been made before. I mean, think about a food that is so popular and that everybody eats. I'm thinking like spaghetti and pizza and new ways to cook the chicken and the fried chicken and the baked chicken and the air fryer chicken and how to get it so flavorful and juicy and amazing. And think about the moment that a chef like gets it just right. I'm sure you can envision it like a movie or something where they're going to the farmer's market and they're trying all these different strategies and they're reading books and they're they're roasting their garlic first and then they're grating their garlic and then they're sauteing their garlic and maybe they try it in olive oil and then they try it in butter and then they try it with salt and oh, what if I put garlic salt when I, when I saute the garlic, what would happen then? They're just trying all these things and they're trying big things like do I completely change the whole base of a tomato sauce? Do I roast the tomatoes first? Do I need to go get fresh pick tomatoes? Do I need to grow my own tomatoes in order for this to be the most perfect recipe possible? And then they tweak the little things. Is it too much salt? Is it just enough salt? Does it need more of this? Does it need more of that? And it's, they're trying and trying and trying. And it's like this tornado. And I even envision the kitchen being an absolute catastrophe. If you're anything like me, you make one meal and the whole kitchen is turned upside down and then the work to clean it up. It just feels like so much effort. But in the moment that the chef tastes it and it's perfect, it's exactly what he envisioned. It's exactly what he just knew that families around the world would enjoy one day for dinner, one night a week. If you're like us and and you're eating spaghetti all the time, that is is the moment that he got it. But how did he know that he got it? And when did he know that he got it just right? It was after it was completed. After he was done with making the perfect spaghetti, he was able to look back and say, ah, it was these tomatoes. Ah, it was this tactic. Ah, it was this strategy. They need to cook for this long. This is the way. This is perfect. I finally found it. That's how I want you to think about your goals. You never, ever, ever, ever know before it happens. You only know once it's been done. And what's amazing is that once it's been done, you're going to just be on to the next goal, doing the same exact thing over and over again. And the more that you do it, the more principles that you learn that can apply to the next goal. So for example, let's say you're just learning how to make spaghetti in the spaghetti sauce and you find out through all this trial and error that roasting tomatoes at this specific temperature for this specific time is the best way to get the best flavor from a tomato. Well, next, you want to make something else with tomato. You want to make a tomato sauce and you want to make a base. And you already know that the roasted tomatoes at this temperature and at this amount of time is the perfect way to do that. So you don't have to trial and error that specific thing anymore. You can just go ahead and copy and paste the tactic that you found from the first kind of process of making that perfect spaghetti sauce. And that's what's so interesting about people who get to their 10-year mark. And it's like, wow, they've become an overnight success. But have they? Nine times out of 10, they've spent the last decade spending so much of their time making the base just 
perfect. And as they are in the process of making the base just right, that's when it starts to overflow and you start to kind of use that in new and different ways. And all of a sudden it feels like it's just all coming together. So what is the process? What is the three step plan in order to be that chef to make the perfect sauce to reach the goal that you want? The first step is really simple. Take a really amazing educated guess. Take your best guess. Like really just think about it. And I think one of the best ways to to approach this best educated guess, I know what I like to do is think as if I have already completed the goal. So our goal is in five years, we want to be an eight million dollar business. And so when I'm thinking about ways to hit that goal, I like to think as if I've already done it. For example, one of the things that I have felt a pull to really master and understand is being able to know how to run and operate a growing business on autopilot, like in a second nature way. And I've resisted it so much because I have felt so passionate about selling and staying in like sales as much as possible. And I do think that that is like absolutely critical. And and luckily being in that place of, of spending so much time selling in the first, this first five years, it's able to kind of overflow kind of subconsciously, honestly, during this process of me going all in on the operations and really thinking through that. And the reason I feel so confident in taking that step, especially in 2024, that's going to be my, my top focus is because when I think about this $8 million Macy and I look back at the $2 million Macy today, I'm like, okay, $8 million Macy for sure knows, like she knows how to develop talent. She knows how to coach people up in the, and on the team. She knows how to set it up and, and really play chess with the people that are, that are on the team, not so much checkers and knows how to play the game with P like she knows, I know that she knows that. And so that is going to be my best guess in the next step of getting to that $8 million goal in five years. The second step to your goal is sim- It's so simple yet not easy to do which is to go all in, make your decision and do not look back. One thing with my two and a half year old right now is he is really indecisive. We'll make a smoothie after school every single day and it's time to get the straw and he wants the orange straw. And as I get the orange straw and I put it in his cup, he says, no, 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 I want the blue. No, 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 I want the green. He'll be mid smoothie. He'll be like, an eighth of a way to be finished with a smoothie. And he'll be like, mom, I want the blue straw. I've changed my mind. And one thing I'm really trying to teach him, I know he's two and a half, but you know, it's never too, too early to start is, Hey, when you make a decision, you go all in because your brain really is like this toddler brain where it's like, Oh wait, I've changed my mind. Oh wait, what about this? Oh wait, I want to play toys. Oh wait, I actually want to snack. That is how your brain naturally works. And so the best thing that can happen is you become simply aware of that and hear it. Like your brain is going to say, hey, you should actually do this instead. Hey, actually, like let's work on a website. Hey, actually, it might be a good idea to start this new YouTube channel. And what I would encourage you to do is to say, hey, I hear you. Like, thank you for that input. And I'm going to keep going anyway. I'm going to actively choose to continue to recommit 
and re-decide based on the first decision that has been made, which is to go all in on this one thing. During a challenge we did, it was called Sales Girl Summer, and Shelby Rose did one of the days uh, of content. And one of my favorite things that she said was, you can't fall in love with something that you're dreaming about leaving. Think about it. If you were trying to fall in love with a guy or, you know, try to build this relationship, but you knew you were moving across the country and would never see him again, it's like, you can't, you can't fall in love with him. It's, it's very hard to fall in love with something that you know is not going to last forever. And while, of course, I know not everything lasts forever, but I want you to do it and, and go after it as if it will. And then step three is once you've taken an educated guest, you've gone all in on it. Step three is to really analyze and make tweaks. Just as if a chef would taste his tomato sauce and say, ooh, that's a little too much sauce. Let's uh, a little too much salt. Let's make it again. And if you think about it, once you put too much salt in, you can't take it out. You've got to start over. And so he starts over. He starts roasting the tomatoes again. He goes and picks the garlic or whatever the process was. He starts from top to bottom and changes that little amount of salt this time. And every time that he starts over from the beginning, he gets better and more efficient and it becomes more subconscious. The brain is wiring stronger and stronger in the past that he's making for making the sauce as beautiful it can be. And so each time you do something, you're going to evaluate it. And I want you to evaluate everything, right? What went well and really spend some time there actually thinking about what went well. I know I absolutely can just shrug that off and focus on what could have gone better. But what I found is that when you don't know what's going well and what's working, you can't like keep doing that as detailed and efficiently as possible. So spend some time looking at what went well and then really look at, hey, what can I do to be better tomorrow than I was yesterday? Not what should I be in in five years, but what can the tiny little tweaks, what's the little amount of salt difference that can be made so that I'm better tomorrow? What ends up happening is people will will taste it and it's too much salt and then they're like, screw it, I'm gonna make Alfredo sauce. And then they have to start all over again and like restart every habit and thing that they've learned and go learn all this new information and have to like clean the whole kitchen and get whole new ingredients and start from a baseline when really they just need to keep going, just keep going, just keep tweaking, just keep trying. And I think the problem people are like, I don't know when to stop and pivot and turn around. And, and the problem is like, you're not even tasting it and really teasing out what could have been better and what went really well. It's like you're just mad and you've got the chef has anger problems and just says, never mind, I'll try a whole nother career. Actually, that's what some people will do. So just take time and debrief and think about it. And and I learned this from Thinking Grow Rich. The book says to imagine that you are in a boardroom with all the people that you look up to, all the people that you listen to, all the people that you learn from and your role models and imagine that they are sitting across the table from you. And come to them with your problems and sit there and journal, what would they say? Cat and Court were just saying that when I had Arch my second six months ago, while I was gone on maternity leave, they would always say, like, this is what Macy would say. This is what Macy would say. And I think the same way about Cat and Court and our team and the people that I listen to, I feel like I know what they would say 
if I were to ask them a question? And so instead of asking people questions as you debrief, like just take a second and see, can your own brain do this again? Like, can your own brain figure out what went wrong and tweak and try again? The reason it's so powerful for you to be able to do it and learn how to do it is because once you do it once, you have it forever. You've got the skill forever to be able to debrief and know exactly what to do to change things to make them better. I know this is simple, but it is so powerful what it can be for you. And really like this whole all in mentality is you don't even give yourself the chance to look around. And it's like, it's like getting married and then getting on a dating app and just seeing what else is out there. Like that is not what we're doing here. We are getting married and we are loyal and we are committed and we're like dating our husband in the sense of like dating the process, dating the strategy, dating the way of spending time with it and thinking amazing thoughts about it and choosing to fall in love with it. I think a lot of times people think they're like, you know, just happen to trip and fall in love with somebody when really they've chosen and decided like, I'm going to love this person. And I really want you to think about that when you're thinking about your strategy that you are choosing to reach your goals. And over time, as you as you evaluate and as you look back at it and as you're debriefing, then make really smart, educated decisions to either add something in or tweak, or maybe a pivot does need to change, but you can't even really confidently pivot it, pivot until you know for a fact that you've given it your all, you've gotten what you've needed to get, and you're ready to take the skills that you've learned through this process over to the next goal and the next endeavor. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you are fired up to decide, make an educated guess, go all in and continue to evaluate so you can make data-driven decisions. I'll see you on the podcast next week and have an awesome rest of your day.